Well, guess what, everybody? This is pretty exciting. <sighs> We're in a new studio. A new <laughs> ATC has this is their second studio in a year. Yeah, it's beautiful. I would say it's because they're getting bigger and better, or maybe they're just having some financial legal trouble and they're dodging they're dodging creditors in the mob. Yeah, there's a there's a podcast extradition. Uh, <laughs> law that they're so, uh, <laughs> they're trying to avoid so they, they can't be extradited out of burbank right so <laughs> no you guys we're at the new atc studio it's it's they've gotten bigger and better so i don't even know where to look i'm like i keep turning oh. around there's like so much there's cameras there's a monitor there's uh, a guest i guess <laughs> yeah, some guy just appeared um but no if you're listening to this please 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 now more than ever go to the youtube channel because we're gonna watch the trailers in real time in the studio here. Uh, it's it's really awesome and um, like it's ATC has taken stuff to the next level. There's a whole sound stage they're building where there's gonna be live shows and stuff that we're gonna be doing there, and uh, it's really cool what's happening. So you you gotta you gotta check out what this looks like. And if you go to the YouTube channel, please uh, subscribe and hit like all the the videos. It's maybe, cool. Maybe leave a comment. Do, do all the yeah. stuff you can do for free. Yeah, free mm -hmm. free way to support the show. My mm -hmm. name is Graham Melwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. Welcome to the Comedy Film Nerds podcast. First time in the new studio. And uh, we've got a very special first time guest. Yes, uh, mm -hmm. this gentleman, I, I had the pleasure of uh, working with him um, at a at a wine bar in uh, the valley <laughs> several months ago. <laughs> Working in a wine bar in the valley? Hmm. <laughs> hey, We're man, visiting. What I do in my spare time is- In the valley is, is your my, business. really my business, Chris, and I don't know this, that I need judgments on no, it. No, no, you're perfectly, uh, I, I don't know why you wouldn't drive to the valley to go to a wine bar. That would make no sense. Yeah, so. but I'm not gonna go to a wine bar near my own house. No, would, Santa Monica, I? why would that have better wine there? Yeah, why I'm an animal. Yeah. I, no, you got to go. You got to get good valley wine. It's, <laughs> the San Fernando Valley is known for its wine, if yes. nothing else. Yeah. It's good valley wine, Studio yeah. City wine. It's yeah. great vintage. Great. Meth it's on lab. the way to Solvang. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Closer proximity. Yeah. Uh, that is the voice of Mr. Kenner Shaw, ladies and gentlemen. The owner of the wine bar. The <laughs> Which is a, it's a front. Yeah. It's a money laundering thing, but I don't judge the man. Uh, and Kenner also was just on an episode of the FNX Comedy Experience, which will be out in, uh, the first episode hits March 9th. His episode will be, I, I'm not sure yet, but late March, early April. So how's it going, Kenner? It's great. Thanks for having me here. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, the yeah. first guest in the new studio. I know that's a lot of pressure. I don't. Yeah, I'm not, uh, that's <laughs> too yeah. much responsibility. If you screw this up, this whole it's, studio uh, goes away. Mm, so, yeah, good luck. Yep, <laughs> back to the wine bar in the valley for you. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a lot of movies to talk yes. about. We're gonna do all the money in the world, Peter Rabbit, fifteen seventeen to Paris. And uh, we may talk a little bit more Three Billboards, because I uh, saw it, and I wanted to give you my thoughts as well, because... Uh, um, Chris liked it. I can tell by the tone of his what? voice, he liked it a lot better really? than I did. I, I, Interesting. Yes, okay. but I only <laughs> liked it more because you kind of warned me about certain parts. Ah. So I, was ex so I knew what to expect, and it actually made me like the movie more. Okay. Because I had a wide open warning <laughs> for certain parts of it. <laughs> uh, well, I, I want to ask you this, Kenner. So, what was it? Tell everybody what it was like doing the FNX comedy experience. Uh, yeah, it, it really was. Was that just your first like, time doing stand up comedy on TV, by the way? It was. Awesome. 
Yes, it was my first time doing stand up on TV. So that alone, just having that excitement, walking to the theater, seeing the setup, seeing the stage, um, just knowing what's what's gonna come, uh, hanging back in the green room, seeing you and and the crew work and all that. So just leading up to it, um, just getting really hyped and, and stoked, and the experience itself was fantastic. Uh, the crowd was awesome, and I think everyone just loved the night. And yeah, I'm really excited for it to come out. Uh, the show in general, I know it starts on on the ninth mm-hmm. uh, on FNX, and and I think what you know sets it apart also from any other stand up show on TV is I love that how it started. It's it's on FNX. It started like to highlight Native American comedians, uh, world indigenous comedians. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you got some great comics on there with a lot of different perspectives. That's the thing I love the, uh, the, that it's especially we've shot five episodes now, and I've also watched a lot of YouTube clips. As I'm just noticing, there's just <clears throat> there's so many more points of view and perspectives out there that you're that aren't really getting covered. Mm-hmm. Either they're not being represented in mainstream media, or when they're on doing comedy on mainstream media, it's not. It's very watered down. Where I'm, I mean, I'm just it's the been stuff, noted to death. Yeah, yeah, it's noted to mm-hmm. death by executives, and oh, you can't say this, you can't say that, and I'm comics mm-hmm. are talking about all kinds of po- politics and social issues on this show, on the FNX mm-hmm. show, and it's been really, it's really awesome. Sorry, I'm still looking at the studio. <laughs> I know it's <laughs> it is like, it's, it's a little overwhelming. It is like they're gonna kick us out, right? Yeah, like we yeah. don't really, at some yeah. point they're gonna go. <laughs> can't last. You guys, come on, go <laughs> back to your filthy. Eventually, garage. they're gonna give Aaron a microphone again. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I'm so glad they didn't because yeah. Aaron is just difficult. He's yeah. just a problem. I mean, he's just and his opinions on movies are usually wrong. And he's a St. Louis Cardinal fan, so it's so great that he can't respond. He's to he's, he's, uh, he's been technically muted. Yeah. until another microphone shows up. I think it was God's <laughs> will. Honestly, uh, God doesn't like the St. Louis Cardinals. We all know this. God is a Cubs fan, uh, so it's so wonderful. There's nothing he can say that he likes that. Film. Filthy team from St. Louis. There's just nothing you can do. (laughs) (laughs) A voice from the end. I do. I was like, I'm going to push him to the limit. He's going to say something or get up out of his chair. So, so let's get into it. I all the money in the world. Here's a movie that uh, I got to say, as you guys know. Kevin Spacey was replaced by Christopher Plummer. Director Ridley Scott mm-hmm. decided not to show Plummer any footage of Spacey in character, or even tell him how Spacey played the scenes. When finished, Scott found both performances to be quite different and equally effective in their own particular styles. Clearly, Plummer did a pretty good job. I think he got a nomination for it. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and uh, the cool thing is, so if you're watching on the YouTube, I'm actually, we now have the technology to bring up the IMDb page uh, if we go to one of the wide shots at some point, um, which is really one of the cool things that we can do in this in this uh, new studio. Mm-hmm. So um, this movie is, you know, it's based on the John Pearson book. Michelle Williams, Christopher Plummer, and Mark Wahlberg are all in it. Overall, I, I liked it. It's a, it's a good movie. Christopher Plummer is... Now, which movie was it? Because as we were watching trailers, one of them was a spy thriller. One of them was just kind of like a drama with a ransom in it. Or was it like a mix of those two? It's a drama with a ransom. It's a it's a ransom drama. That's what it is. Okay. And the movie is really mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. Um, J. Paul Getty and the Getty family. And really it shows how just greedy and sinister he is. Mm-hmm. Like literally, can 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 paying, can I write off the ransom for taxes. Like, I'm not joking. Like, it's like God. Stuff like that. And that type of, that turn of the last century barren mentality of just, 
I'm going to squeeze a nickel out of you. And I don't, can I, how can, oh, great. I get to put my boot on your fucking neck and take a dollar out of your pocket. Then that's what I'm going to do. And Christopher Plummer is very good at that. He's just a, he's just a very skilled actor. Um, Mm -hmm. And honestly, having seen the trailer with Kevin Spacey, now I think Kevin Spacey, aside from being a sexual predator, uh, (laughs) prior to learning that information, I respected him as an actor. Now he can go fuck himself. But if you're just going to look at it as, as acting, um, it's actually, in my opinion, not having only seen the trailer footage of Kevin Spacey, Christopher Plummer's better casting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. The most peculiar casting is Mark Wahlberg. Really? As like a, he's like an ex-CIA operative, he's right? He's an ex-CIA guy, but he's not running around. I mean, the, the one the one trailer, the Mark Wahlberg trailer, makes it seem like it's a Jason Bourne movie. Right, right. I remember that one. And that is weird. And it, 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 <laughs> and what, you know, Mark Wahlberg's character is based on an actual guy. He's just sort of the Getty's fixer. Right. Mm-hmm. With a CIA background. You know, all rich people have one of those. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what it is. He's just like, you're you're my fixer. Go, go, go take care of this. I'm paying you a lot of money. And he does this <laughs> thing and he goes, uh, excellent job. And it will be reflected in your year end bonus. You know, just like money guy, get me solutions. Mm-hmm. And Mark Wahlberg you know, he's been nominated. He's a decent, in the right role, he's a very good actor, you know, in fighter. That's yeah, an yeah. Irish kid boxer. Wow. Yeah, I right, mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a stretch, a stretch, mm-hmm. but he, um, this needed to be cast by somebody else. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just, it, it, it just, it just took me out of it. I wasn't going, Oh, there's what about Chris- somebody like Christian Bale. Would he have done a better job in it? In that role? Maybe because Christian Bale's a very good actor, but the problem here is Christopher Plummer. You never went, wow, that's Christopher Plummer. You went, that's J. Paul Getty. Ah, uh, okay. The rest of it, right. you go, and even Michelle Williams, you go, she's good, but there's Michelle Williams doing an East Coast blue blood accent. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's sort of pronounced in certain scenes where she's like, look, I have to go find my father and get the money to raise my, you know, whatever. And you're just like, okay. Well, it's interesting when John, uh, when Gene Paul Getty was uh, 80 years old when his grandson was kidnapped, Kevin Spacey was 58 and had to be prosthetically aged. However, Christopher Plummer at age 88 needed no special makeup. Yeah, and I think that's the thing too. Mm -hmm. And just from the trailers... I the, the trailers of, of of Kevin Spacey I went wow they did a pretty decent job on makeup but I wonder how if that would have taken me out of it over the course of a 2 hour and some minute movie whereas this you're just like there's Christopher Plummer <laughs> all rich white guy you know right. he just he just looks like Christopher Plummer if you saw him walk down the street you go oh there's a billionaire right there's a billionaire that's mm-hmm. that's had people murdered he you even know walk, <laughs> he even walks like one yeah uh so it's just like if you if you look here um you know, in the in the details for it, uh, it it did okay at the box office. Um, y- you know, he, uh, you know, if you go to the IMD page, it's 132 minutes. By the way, that's a little long. It little felt long. it felt yeah. long, mm-hmm. um, especially for a ransom movie. It fits for a ransom <laughs> movie. The kid that plays the grandson does a great job. Mm-hmm. There's like a key kidnapper 
who um it was a weird billboard too you mm -hmm. remember that the billboard was just the severed ear it was like what what are you are you trying to promote a horror movie like the marketing department was all over the place in this movie it really was and that's part of the problem is because i think the casting the casting they should have cast they they shouldn't have cast a name they should have cast somebody that's used to playing a pretty good co-star like an amazing skilled actor that's a co-star because that's who this guy is the fixer is not in the papers j paul getty is in the papers right mm -hmm. so mark Wahlberg mm -hmm. doesn't you're like there's mark Wahlberg, right so uh, it's worth seeing mm -hmm. uh, christopher Plummer's performance on its own is pretty worth the nomination worth the nomination michelle williams does a decent job but i, I just had there were some scenes where i couldn't get past her accent right mm -hmm. and and there's some great scenes and the, like the Italian actors they cast to play some of the bad. I mean, those scenes, there's some great scenes with them. There are mm -hmm. some great scenes with them. Um, and this is all actual events. So they did a decent job of sort of how this happened and the Italian paparazzi and the oil embargo that's hitting the world that like a played into this. And J mm -hmm. Paul Getty's an oil guy. And he's just like, well, good. The price of oil is going up. Like he doesn't yeah. <laughs> fucking care. Um, and so that, that stuff is all very, is all interesting. It's not best picture of the year. Right. I, I can't remember if it got nominated or not. I think just, um, yeah, just, just he just got nominated. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't, I don't know that it deserves that unless I, I forget. There's probably some movie in best picture that we talked about that is like, mm. Oh, Phantom Thread. Yeah, Phantom Thread. Get Phantom Thread out of <laughs> yeah. there and get Wind yeah. River in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, or, this has got to be. Or Hostels. Yeah, or Hostels. This has got to be better than Phantom Thread. Oh, it is. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's my mm -hmm. that's my opinion on it. So, um, well, it sounds like it's a good movie to see. I mean, for sure. Like, uh, especially with the uh, performance. Yeah. So you want to do uh, 1517 yeah. Paris? So next? Kenner, you saw this. I saw this mm -hmm. one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a miss. A swing <laughs> a miss. <laughs> now, Clint Eastwood's uh, gimmick for this film was to have the actual guys be the actual guys in the movie. Non-professional yeah. actors. Um, Non-professional actors. He cast the actual heroes themselves in the film. And um, and didn't make a documentary. <laughs> yeah. It, it really, it would have been such a compelling, inspiring, like, 60 Minutes piece. But the, there just wasn't enough plot in the movie a lot of mundane dialogue they were just trying to you know the guys aren't that old either they try to show their upbringing and all that but they went really elementary school high school to this event right. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of dialogue of them like saying oh this beer tastes good yeah the wine too mm -hmm. so like backpacking through europe and then the event happens were they at um, a wine bar <laughs> they were they were divine one <laughs> in venice yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was just very tough because they were trying to pull out a lot of plot when there wasn't any plot it really felt like the dialogue even from the trailer was so plotting and forced like yeah. stuff like do you ever think you know your life's just pushing you and leading you up to something? I'm like, oh, really? The third act yeah. is that what we're being pushed to? So, <laughs> have you really ever gotten been, on a train and yeah. thought something big was going to happen? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it felt like exactly that. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, so you have to fill an hour before we get to this event. Yes, it, exactly. So they pulled out all the cliches. They try to find grand scenes that would try to foreshadow stuff to come, mm -hmm. and then yeah. Than the the event happened itself, and um, 
you know, if if Eastwood really wanted to really do something controversial, should have cast the attacker as well. <laughs> <laughs> As part of his sentencing, <laughs> he had to appear in the movie, get his ass kicked all over yeah. again, <laughs> and go back to jail. <laughs> Just, yeah, we're going to pay you a scale to show up in an orange jumpsuit uh, yeah. with actual yeah. guards. <laughs> um, but for the, and for our heroes also, uh, the toughest way to get a SAG card by far. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me ask you this. So have you watched many other Clint Eastwood directed films and how did you compare it to that? I have. Um, personally, I think he's been on a decline. Uh huh. Um, each and every one. Like the last one, I think I really, really, really loved was Unforgiven. Mm-hmm. That was a I while ago. That was a long time ago, and I think there was a. Big That's way chunk. before he started talking to the chair at the Republican. Yeah, Convention. yeah, yeah, yeah. Way yeah. before. So that would have been yeah. like '92. So that was like 25 years ago. And then, to me, I don't remember anything that um, impactful. Then I really liked Million Dollar Baby. Right. And that was from maybe yeah. 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then there was um, Gran Torino. Also had, uh, um, I, I think it was after Unforgiving. Yeah, it had to be. We, didn't we have Sands of Letters from Iwo Jima? Well, I, I brought his list up here. Okay. So, yeah. so, um, the, so Sully was the last one he did, which I thought that was a pretty interesting movie. American Sniper, mm-hmm. I, I, did, I did like that. J. Edgar kind of... Wasn't that great? Hereafter yeah. was a little all over. Invictus, I thought, was good. Gran Torino was good. Oh, yeah. I liked American Sniper, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mystic American River. Sniper, that's true. I forget mm-hmm. that he did that one. But Flags of Our Fathers and Letters from Iwo Jima was right. like the Japanese version and the American version of basically the right. same events. It was, uh, yeah, they were kind of like companion pieces, mm-hmm. the way they were released. Um, I mean, Mystic River. And they were both good. Yeah. Mystic River's great. Mm, Midnight in the Garden of Evil, no. <laughs> That was not a great one. No. Space Cowboys. <laughs> so 15 to 17 might be his worst one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> maybe also because he didn't have real actors. <laughs> yeah. Gran Torino was okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, he's, I, yeah, I, I feel, I mean. How old is he now? So for the, he's. Is he in his 80s? Yeah. I think late 80s, too. Yeah. He's, He's the American Akira Kurosawa. <laughs> he is, yeah. He was born in 1930, so yeah. he's 88 years 88. old. Wow, same just, age just, as Christopher Plummer. Yep. Just oh. the fact that they're still making movies is <laughs> yeah. amazing. Right. <laughs> and literally, like, like, like we just talked. I mean, okay, this movie's a miss, but two years ago, Sully, I, I, yeah, that was really entertaining. Yeah. I know yeah. he's sort mm-hmm. of on this. Uh, he's been done a lot of sort of biopic based on a true story t- yes. of big events. Right. I really think this right. was like one of those marketing gimmicks that just backfired. Like, mm-hmm. like, look, we're using the real guys in the movie. Like, this is not, this hasn't been done before. It's going to be really interesting. And turns out no one was really that interested. No right. one, no, you know, right. people actually want to see movie stars in movies. Uh, uh, but uh, w- what was interesting is that um, it was kind of like you're saying. It was a swing and a miss. Mm-hmm. I, it sounds like from start to finish. Like it, it was, you know, first of all, it was these guys are heroes. This was an event. But it's hard to make, you know, a, an entire movie around, even if you had uh, professional actors. Right. It's hard to make uh, a movie that, uh, around a very uh, short and very brief event. Right. Well, that's the thing, too, that, that I thought was interesting with Sully. And, Kenner, you can let us know how he did this. Like, Sully, 
he showed the same event from multiple perspectives. Right. Mm -hmm. That's how he dragged, got it out to an hour and a half. And then the aftermath, he cut back and forth between what the day it had, the thing of the event that of of Sully, you know, crash landing the plane in the water. And then it was an airplane Rashomon. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was airplane Rashomon. But the, but that's a yeah. good point though. There's yeah. more to that story than just the right. actual event. It's what happened after the investigation, the, investigation, the inquiry. So yeah. there was more story to draw mm-hmm. from. Is that yeah? Like in 15 and 17, I I might even say you know you don't even see the antagonist until the very end. Oh right. You know about it ahead of time because you know the movie you're about to watch. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of it is just focused on who these men are. And what they do, and then and then the attack happens, and that's why it felt a little me- meandering. It's them, you know, oh. having discussions like, "No, but we got to go to Europe." I don't know. I don't have money. Take out a credit card. to get to that ninety to minute to mark. That, to get to the point where you guys doing... in their twenties just going through their finances, right? Right. Yeah. right. Because there's there's absolutely well, why don't no you pull stero... out the spreadsheet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's no story from the attacker's POV mm. at all. So it's not even like um, you know built to be like a like an action movie or, or anything right. else like in that. Where they see the guys planning the crime or why they're doing it. Right, or... right, right. That would be interesting Nothing. too. Right, yeah, right. Because I could have filled in some more time. Yeah. Right, it could have built somewhat of a plot, and then if, if if anything, I mean, obviously what they did was was prevent a horrible tragedy from happening. But mm-hmm. if there was maybe more from a plot angle it would have raised the stakes on what they actually prevented uh, then also. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that was tied to something else. So they, you know, chain reaction. Well, if but. you see here, the budget is $30 million. It didn't have that great of an opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's... it's. I don't think the two guys that played the leads got $30 million. No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that, that, uh, that went to them uh, or a large portion of it. Yeah, and I think too the February release date is sort of suspect. Dumping yeah. ground. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> so, all right, so you're right. gonna not recommend it. You don't. You can't. Go right, see. I won't recommend it. Um, I think if people probably do want to get familiar with the story, I'm sure the book is pretty. Right. That'd be the what they mm-hmm. need, <laughs> but not the movie. <laughs> all right. Well, I saw um, the book. By the way, was was written by uh, Anthony Sadler. Hmm. Yep, he's one of the 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 men. Okay. One of the guys, yeah. All right. Okay, and I saw Peter Rabbit. Um, this was... Also based on a true story. Also based on a true story <laughs> uh, and a book. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the best way I can describe this movie is harmless. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is definitely a harmless kids movie. It's not one... You know, we make the de- distinction between family movie and kids movies. This is by far a kids movie. It's, you know, 10 and under will enjoy it, but anything over that, right. they're going to be probably a little bored. Um, so the interesting thing is uh, the live scenes were filmed in Australia, but the rabbits weren't real because they're all CG creations. And uh, uh, But they there's no you're not allowed to bring rabbits into the country they're an introduced pest in australia in the 1800s the country was overrun with rabbits and you can't bring live rabbits into the country which is uh <laughs> hilarious that that like that. They, they, they chose to shoot it there and do cg uh rabbits now one can of they the, even screen this movie yeah. there because of the title <laughs> yeah you wonder is there is there a rabbit phobia yeah. over uh, over there in australia now this really made me laugh when i heard about this this has nothing to do with the actual movie is sony pictures the studio mm-hmm. um apologized came out for the film yes. because there is a scene in the film 
where uh, Dom Hall Gleason is allergic to blackberries. So what they what one of the rabbits do is in a big slapsticky scene is they try to shoot blackberries into his mouth to create an allergic reaction because you know it's farmer versus rabbit they're fighting it's Mm -hmm. you know it's it's three stooges type slapstick and uh they sony had parents complained and sony had to issue an apology saying oh we shouldn't be making uh, light of uh food allergies because we know they're very serious and we didn't mean to demean anyone with food allergies oh come on uh, (laughs) let me just say to every parent to anyone with a food allergy or to anybody that was upset or offended by this film, we have bigger things to worry about. Yeah, is this really? We have bigger, God. much bigger things to worry about. This is just such a like than a white cartoon rabbit problem. Yeah, yeah like, than, than a cartoon rabbit throwing blackberries into um, a movie star's mouth. You can't. Mm-hmm. The people can die from. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, so sure. I, I'm and, like, oh my God, I really? Mean, just uh, a watchdog for everything. Good yeah. God. Well, Lighten the fuck up. You know, it, uh, it, it reminded me too of, you know, yeah. the, the comic strip Peanuts? Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Charles Schultz used to get hate mail. Like, how, how do you get, you know, no matter what you do or what you put out, somebody's yeah. going to be upset enough to write something about it. It's, it's really fascinating. No matter how innocuous or how harmless it could be, like, how could you be offended by Peanuts? Yeah. Really? So, uh, so this movie, like I said, it was, um, you know, my son, he's nine. He really enjoyed it. Um, Rose Byrne is good in it. Dom Hal Gleason uh-huh. is good in it. You know, the, all the voices and the uh, characters are good. James Corden does uh, Peter Rabbit. It's really interesting. I was trying to place, like, as I'm listening to him, and if you don't see James Corden and just hear his voice, he really sounds like, uh, um, like Ricky Gervais Light. <laughs> like like the same kind of cadence, the same kind of delivery. Like there's really some similarities on the delivery as far as the comedic timing, and uh, so it's re- it was really weird. I'm like, well, that's is that Ricky Gervais for a second? Like coming, the voice coming out of the rabbit, but it's it's James Gordon. But also, again, this is the one of three animated films this year to star James Corden. The other two will be Smallfoot and Ralph Breaks the Internet, the Wreck-It Ralph sequel. Uh, again, a message to Hollywood. There are other actors in town. You, you don't have to all use the same person. There's plenty of other good voiceover actors that would do a fine job. You don't have to use him or the same people over and over again. Yeah, but but I, I, I will say this. This was the kind of movie that, um, uh, you know, it's based on these classic books and it's uh it really is it's a bright fun uh kids movie like there there's no, there's not contrary to Sony's apology uh there's nothing offensive in the film <laughs> there's there it, it's it, it's actually a really good like if you have kids it's a good palate cleanser because even like um some of the kids movies can kind of get dark or um you know when you when you, we all go to see the Marvel films we enjoy them they're great but they're action and they're fun but this was just like a really, it really felt like a nostalgic kind of like reading storybooks when you were a kid kind of feel to it. Like so, it was it, in that regard, it was really kind of fun and nostalgic and a, a good kids movie. So I would recommend it cool. for uh, if you have kids ten cool. and under. It's Will Gluck. He did uh, Annie. He did Friends with Benefits. Mm-hmm. Easy A. Fired up. So, all right. So. Now I want to mention a little bit uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, because I saw it and I definitely liked it more than you did. But like I said, only because you warned me about the tonal shifts in it, and they were very apparent. Because as I was watching it, and I was 
watching like there's there's some very heavy there's some very dramatic scenes in it as and, well there should be that's as well, the there subject that's matter. the subject matter uh and then there's lines from a sitcom in there and they just they don't match especially with sam rockwell's character because that's where he's you're like, like well, comic relief yeah, in this yeah. really tragic yeah. story I, yeah. I agree yeah you saw you don't, it. i saw it yeah you yeah. don't you don't need you know you don't need sitcom lines here you know and this is uh, what this is is this is writing that could have been fixed with another rewrite where you could take that comedic um spin to the character yeah he's dumb we get it he's not that bright mm -hmm. But you could make the jokes match his character more and his dialogue and what he's saying more than just like, uh, oh, yeah, make the joke here about how dumb he is. And, you know, make the joke here about how dumb he is. Make the joke here about how, how he's a racist. And, you know, all, all those like they really felt out of place. It really felt like they hired a punch up writer at the end and just went, no, but just write dumb jokes for Sam Rockwell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but I really felt because I was warned about that. If you take all that out and aside, I really liked the film. And the reason I liked it, it was because of the dramatic parts and the uncompromising look at these characters. Like um, Francis McDormand's character was not likable at all, mm -hmm. but you understood why she was miserable and nasty. Well, and and uh, it really fit the character. I'm like, oh, she's really unlikable. She's supposed to be unlikable. But there's yeah. even a great scene in there um, where... She flashes back to not being a great mom, something she said to her daughter before she disappeared. And you're like, oh, you even, you, that did, for me at least, make her a little more likable. And it, like you say, it explained. Yes. And that's, which is why then these wacky sitcom moments were made me really bothered me because I'm right. like, let's mm -hmm. stay with this tone. Kenner, what did you, you no, saw? No, I, I agree the same way. I thought, as, you know, looking at it as an overall package, um, the filmmakers weren't quite sure what kind of movie they wanted to make and what themes they wanted to get across. And that's how it came to me. I, I was, I'm quite surprised at how much praise it's getting. Oh, it's on that. It's yeah, nominated yeah, yeah. in all different categories. All categories. Picture, and, um, Sam Rockwell and Woody Harrelson yeah. for, uh, I mean, I'm glad roles. that like the subject matter of, of women getting abducted and abused or whatever is, is, is that's getting out there more, but it, it really, when I see again, wind river, <laughs> that movie is just a better made film and talks about specifically native American women who are. And tonally it didn't shift. Like no, tonally, right, right. You kind of, you kind of, it was, a, it's a heavy it subject. They kept right. it there. Right. Exactly. They kept it mm -hmm. there. Yeah. And this movie was like trying to be wacky within the context of this really heavy subject, which right. it doesn't make any sense. And, and it was, uh, one of the things I did like about it too, is it didn't let any of the characters off the hook. Like, uh, like you felt like, are oh, this character's unlikable. No, no, no one was likable. No one was likable. Like, like, yeah. and everyone had different sides to them. Like, uh, like, you know, Woody Harrelson's character, the sheriff, um, he really did care that he didn't find, you know, the daughter's killer. It's mm -hmm. like, look, I did everything I could. It's, you know, take, take the damn billboards down. It's like, you know, if there's no evidence, there's not every, and there's nothing more I can do. So you felt like, you know, there wasn't this grand conspiracy against finding the murderer. Uh, I also liked too how um, nothing wrapped up in a neat bow in this movie. Like, and that mm -hmm. was intentional and I felt it fit the, uh, the darker tone of the film, but then you know when it went lighter, that's when it it, it kind of lost its uh, its footing a little bit. But I think also too, as comedians, we're a little more sensitive to it. I think you know we we pick it out <laughs> a little bit more. Uh, but I I felt like what you had pointed out in your initial review 
was um, the problem that also I had with the movie, but I did like it overall more because I liked what it did right, and I kind of forgave what it did wrong. A little well, yeah, bit when more. you go in knowing, all right, yeah, this is like I remember when I finally mm-hmm. watched Ishtar, <laughs> I was like. Yeah, I know there's this horrifying 30 minutes in the desert. Right, yeah. <laughs> so once you get, literally, you pull the desert seat out of Ishtar, right, it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Telling the truth yeah. is dangerous. Bit. That fucking scene's amazing. Anyway, Charles Grodin is the CIA guy? Come yeah. on. Um, he's more believable than so, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Uh, so so I, I did like it, I think, with, those, with that one caveat, uh, for sure. So, hey, we've got uh, some Patreon sponsors. Oh, yeah. Are you guys ready for some little Patreon for us to bring down the Patreon hammer? (laughs) You ready? (laughs) This is an aggressive ad read. Yeah, you guys are going to get ad Buckle up, you sons of bitches. Shoved right in your ears. Yeah. Yeah, take it. Take it. (laughs) The Audacity Performing Arts Project is a nonprofit (laughs) working To bring the school performing arts programs to public schools. Audacity's primary goal is to serve those schools who cannot afford our services. Audacity relies on community donations to keep our programs alive. Now, CFN fans who support Audacity with a $25 donation, normally $30, will receive an amazing Audacity t-shirt. Look, we have a custom URL, cfn.audacityperformingarts.org to learn more. That's right. And our other Patreon sponsor, supplyanddemandinvesting.com. Because planning for retirement should be as easy as planning your next vacation. It just takes longer. Supplyandinvesting.com. We want to thank you guys. That's the $50 Patreon ad tier. It is the best marketing money. It's the best deal in marketing you could ever spend. Yes, it really is. Regular advertisers don't get this deal. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. We, we, uh, we appreciate you guys, and we want to uh, definitely make this available to you. And, you know, we've heard it works. Like... Uh, uh, Frightfully Uninformed said we drove a lot of traffic to them. Good. So, And uh, so support um, supplyanddemandinvesting.com and cfn.audacityperformingarts.org. Yeah, Sorry. investing in non-for-profit arts. Ugh. Do it. Eat it. Yeah. <laughs> They're both good for you. Yeah, chew on that. <laughs> well, we're going to do something we've never done before. Makes sense. Yes. <laughs> Stay on track. Stay on, Stay on track. topic. Stay. <laughs> Uh, we are actually going to watch and comment on the trailers at the same time. Guys, more than ever, go to YouTube. If you're listening to this, go to the YouTube and watch these trailers so you can watch them along with us as we comment in studio. Ladies and gentlemen, God, I'm using I got to put my cans on for this. Put your my, You've been yeah, going canless. I know. I like the canless. I have look. a quick question on Venom. No Is questions. This, okay. Wait, sir, I'll, I'll sir, no I'll question, please. Um, hold on. This is the same Venom played by Topher Grace in the in the Spider-Man movies, right? Technically, yes. Character? Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> I'm up to speed. <laughs> I, I, I draw your attention to the main screen, everybody. I hate the trailer before the trailer. I, I don't get it. It starts off oh, like are they uh, Ex Nib- Machina. Looks, I thought they were on Naboo. Yeah. <laughs> It's a beautiful cat scan. Look at that. <laughs> it's a cat scan by a lake? Yeah. Do we really need Sony and Columbia? We know they're the same company. I get it. Everyone's got their thing. Ooh. So we're in San Francisco. Maybe it's a breakup. A 
death. An accident. Whatever it is, you used to be one thing. Now, you're something else. I'll fall. Alien symbiote. We all have our own problems. Our own issues. Our own. Demons. Okay, I'm on board. I'm in. I'm in. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Uh, You know, I got to tell you, Tom Hardy just scares me. Like, he really looks like even just just from on the screen, like he's going to punch you in the face. Like, if Michael Shannon and Tom Hardy were sitting in this couch. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, stop, stop. I hate this stupid Mac. Oh, God. It's this PC. I hate using PCs. It's a, a Surface, right? Yeah, it's really stupid. Well, YouTube likes to just keep playing because it wants you to keep watching. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. not going to play. Well, that's also <laughs> Don't Google. play along. It's also Google. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, Tom Hardy, I was just watching this going, Jesus, he gets to be Bane and Venom. Right, he <laughs> yeah. does. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, and we'll uh, watch I, another one. Oh no no! I I just I need to air out my ears. Uh, but one of the uh, uh, I wonder if there was a studio note. I was like, look, just don't make it like Topher Grace, you know, like, no uh, no Topher Grace venom on this one. Wow, it's so sick. Can you imagine Topher Grace after watching this, after like Tom Hardy, like there's a, these uh, brooding, everything yeah. demons happen, and I'm stuck you're in a, one thing, then you're another, then you're another. <laughs> Topher Grace, just like, oh, I've become Venom, just like yeah. <laughs> the Jerry Lewis. Of... Are do you like these Marvel movies, uh, Kenner? Are you a big or no? I do, I do. I don't. Um... Now, technically, this one's a uh, is a Sony one. So, Sony Marvel, right? So that's like yeah. the Spider-Man. So Marvel didn't make this one. So this right. was uh, Sony, whereas you know the only exception now is Spider-Man. They worked that out where Marvel right. actually makes the movies for Sony. So within the Spider-Man universe, this is a Sony is doing it. Is that kind of what yes. it's... Okay. Right, because right. when Sony bought the deal for Spider-Man, they bought Spider-Man and his villains, and Venom was one of his villains. So... It's yeah. an interesting choice to center an entire movie just around an obscure Spider-Man the villain. villain. <laughs> so, do you get excited? I mean, do you like the Marvel in general, or I do. I really liked Iron Man. Yeah, I think that's when it all kind of started mm-hmm. for me. Um, for everyone. Avengers, yeah, for everyone probably. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't alone. On that. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Black Panther. Yeah, really looking mm-hmm. forward to it. Yes. Yeah. So. All right. Let's meet. Let's uh, watch the new Deadpool. Another Marvel character, but mm-hmm. this time made by Fox. Oh. Although now, Disney's going to get back control of the uh, all these characters. That's right. yes. Disney's going to own everything. Pretty much. They're about to buy the Pentagon. Yes, and that's why the X Men are crossed over in there, right? Yes. With Fox. I was born into war, bred into it. People think they understand pain. Sounds like the same voiceover from Venom. (laughs) What's the most pain you've ever felt? 
Maybe the kind that leaves you more machine than man. Wait, no, stop. What in the actual ass? Dale, why, why, why are the visual effects not done? It's a metal arm. It's not like we're trying to remove a mustache. <laughs> oh, fuck it. I'll do it myself. I'm Cable, and I'm from the future, and I like blowing shit up. Pew, 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 pew. Reach for the sky! Oh, no. Sheriff Deadpool. You know, you're a lot taller in the... Shut up, you little asshole. Take this... Oh! Regeneration powers! Activate! That's not something you say. Zip it, Cable. <laughs> I got the stones to help you. No! No biting. They're done already? Oh, wow, that was unrealistically fast. Okay. Hit it. That's just lazy writing. Oh, that looks great. That looks great. Mm -hmm. That looks that looks fantastic. And every trailer that's come out has been fun. Uh, like each each little one. I mean just the uh you know, him him uh the one the PBS painting the trees one. Yeah. That was yeah, really yeah, yeah, that's funny. hilarious. <laughs> uh now uh that's Josh Brolin, right? Yeah, Josh yeah. Brolin. Now isn't he also Thanos? In uh, Avengers: Infinity War, yes, he is. So that's kind of cool. He gets to play both, <laughs> you know, both characters. <laughs> Again, Hollywood, there's more. There's people There's other in actors town. out yeah. there. I'm available. <laughs> uh, that looks awesome. I mean, the de first Deadpool, yeah. as we said, was a blast. It was so and, much fun. And, and yeah, yeah. And I'll tell great. you, I, I wasn't that familiar with the character before the movie, and either was my wife. And we saw, it, and we both just loved the movie and just laughed through the entire thing. And it was uh, it was just a really kind of like refreshing take on the superhero mm -hmm. genre, which the book is, for sure. Uh, you know, it always breaks the fourth wall mm -hmm. and talks to the audience. And but the movie really just took it to like the next uh, level. And uh, I can't wait to see the the sequel. I think it looks great. Did you like the first Deadpool? Loved it. Oh yeah. Were you a comic guy growing up? Did you collect comics a little bit, or not really? Like some of the mainstream ones, I mm -hmm. remember the, the Batman, Superman, Spider Man's that kind of stuff. But yeah, so for me, a lot of like even even X Men, I'm introduced to characters I never knew beforehand. So that yeah, that's the other like thing the films. I, yeah. that I love about this trailer is there's they didn't introduce him, but I'm like, who's that? Yeah, right. Who's yeah. that? <laughs> who's that yeah. girl with the big hair? I can't mm -hmm. wait to meet her and see <laughs> yeah. what power yeah. she has. What's going on? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I'm ex I'm excited. For we're, this. we're we're getting a lot more uh, Marvel characters introduced with every movie and TV show, <laughs> which is. Uh, fine by me yeah yeah so it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun all right so all right 
We're going to go to coming out on DVDs and Blu-rays. Now we've got uh, Wonder. Now you saw this movie. You really enjoyed it. it you were yeah, it's, it's a very, mm -hmm. it's a touching story. Um, and as I found out much later when the Oscar nominations came out, it, the, the makeup and it's amazing. I thought they hired a, a kid that actually had this condition. And oh, wow. it's the they, kid from the room. It's the kid from the mm -hmm. room who does a or, great job. Or, excuse me, room. room. <laughs> Not the room. <laughs> Not the room. <laughs> Two very, very different movies thematically. Uh, and, you know, Julia Roberts and Owen Wilson and I forget the actress name that plays his sister. They do a really amazing job, you know, as like how the family is in addition dealing to what the kid's struggling with. It's a very touching story. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so it, it's it's I definitely it's worth watching. Oh, cool. And uh, the next one is Roman J. Israel. This is, uh, I, f I feel like this was just in the movie theaters. Uh, it was a couple months couple ago. Months ago? Okay. As I said, it's another movie that, that it gets really uneven. It entered, mm -hmm. right? Can I you agree. Saw I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he turned in quite a performance, but they didn't know what to really do with this character. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was my problem was with it. it. And it's, it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's kind of like all the money in the world like it's worth watching just for Denzel's performance, right. yeah. but then they introduce a lot of things that, that they don't address later. And it's just sort yeah. of very uneven. He's, mm -hmm. I mean, he deserves the nomination for the performance because it's very outside what Denzel's ever done. Mm -hmm. Like playing a guy with Asperger's, he's mm -hmm. usually like the, the tough guy or the, right, the right. heavy or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it was really cool to see that, but there's just some things in there where, so I know that going in. Chris, okay, that's <laughs> you might a, have a, I might you, enjoy it a little bit more. You might have more. a three billboards yeah. response. <laughs> I don't think I think this one has more problems <laughs> than what you've uh, you've described. Possibly. Uh, now, Blade of the Immortal. Oh, I missed this. It I had know. such a limited run in theaters. Like literally, yeah. it was in it was like one, a day, and it was like yeah. some theater, and I was gonna go see it like down in Santa Ana, right? And I was gonna drive to see it because it's mm -hmm. it's Takashi Maike's like hundredth movie, right? It looks fantastic, but I will when I whenever I can VOD this thing, I'm mm, gonna watch it. The trailer looks awesome. Yeah, he's a he's a samurai who is immortal, and only he did something, and now some some young girl wants vengeance. Does he have a haunted past? Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course he does. But he can't be killed in his blade. He only kills the wicked or something like people. It probably that... feeds the blade or something. Yeah, yeah. sure. I, <laughs> Don't I, care. I'm on board. An too. immortal samurai? Yeah. Go yeah. for it. So, yeah, in 1984. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so now premiering this week. Actually, we didn't do a site spotlight or the, and the fan mm. feedback. We wanna. I want to mention too. Um, Neil is still um, busy at work on the weekly film news. He has been uh, still writing on the site and uh, giving you the film news every week, as well as uh, for the Patreon subscribers at the $10 level, we are getting the, you are getting the weekly film news live every single month. Guys, we got to get back over the thousand on the Patreon. Oh yeah, and yeah, we, we went, we, uh, we dipped, we went under a thousand. So at a thousand, we do two spoilers a month. Can't do that. So we, we, yeah, we need your help to get back. We're very close. Yeah, we'd really like to get up to the two. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're we're under halfway is where we are right now. We really kind of need to get to that two mark um, to run everything the way we need to. Mm -hmm. So uh, so reach into those pocketbooks. You can do it. Yeah, if and, you got uh, a business, if you got a, and if you got a business, we're happy to advertise for you. So okay, uh, and. Uh, one of the things we've also been getting to is the the emails. Uh, you guys, I will say this. 
Um, we read every email that comes in at info at comedyfilmnerds.com. We don't always respond because we are, we are busy um, um, making content. <laughs> and uh, But we do read everything. And we want to thank you guys because a couple of you guys have been actually just emailing us uh, movie recommendations. Which is So great. we appreciate that too because there's always movies. I mean, we can't see everything. There's always stuff we're going to miss or uh, that we would probably enjoy that we weren't aware of. So thank you for those. Um, and premiering this week. Oh, Black Panther. So fire. <laughs> I don't need to watch any more trailers. You don't no, need no, to sell stop, me yeah. on it. I'm yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Stop, stop dropping trailers and featurettes. I don't need and, new anything. And I'm, interviews you, I'll, you and, have it. You have yeah. my money. Yeah, save that extra $50 million. Yeah, just, you don't need we're to going. spend it. We're going. You know what's funny? Like A movie like Black Panther probably has one of the biggest marketing budgets for the year, and it really is the one that needs the least. The right. least. Yes. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, the Marvel yeah. movies yeah. have the highest ones, and they really, like, no, just really one and trailer this one on YouTube above all yeah a black yeah. superhero the this black the black panther character how this character was introduced in this universe right we're all we're ready <laughs> fucking yeah. come on yeah like <laughs> now i wonder if uh we'll get introduced to a new superhero in this one that'll have a movie coming out next year <laughs> like it seems to be uh uh kind of the pattern ah because uh, that's kind of how they've been introduced. I don't give a shit. I just yeah. I'm going to see this movie and I'm ready for the Black Panther sequel. Yes, yeah. it's coming. Yeah. Well, you'll you'll get him in Infinity War. Yeah. He's definitely. Yeah. You, you could see there's some fighting in Wakanda going on in Infinity War. <laughs> um, you know, might be over the vibranium. Ooh, mm, you never know. I don't know. Uh, Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the next movie is uh, Early Man. This is a uh, another movie brought from Ardman Studios. This is a, uh, a UK studio. Um, that does Wallace and Gromit, and they've done Curse of the Were Rabbit, and these movies. Cool. I like their movies. They're really cool, and they're you know they're stop motion animation. It's it's a mm -hmm. dying art form. They never do well in this country. Like you yeah. know they they never do that well. Uh, but they're worth your time. They're they're definitely worth seeing because they're always something diff different or inventive in them. Like Chicken Run was another one. Yeah. Uh, that they did. So uh, I think Early Man will be uh, a, a fun. A fun movie. If you have already seen Black Panther, yes, and, and you're looking for another movie and to you see, you just don't want to leave the multiplex. <laughs> yeah, slide on into Early Man. Yeah. <laughs> and the next movie is Samson. Um, this movie, um, I think all the investors are gearing for a write down. So uh, <laughs> this is the, end of the tax write off. Yeah, yeah. I, there is no way this movie is going to do well at all. At all. First of all, there's no interest for it. Second of all, what you're releasing it. About? it uh, it's the uh, the biblical character Samson, oh, who Jesus. was uh, Samson and Delilah. The uh, the hair uh, guy is yeah, this the one with the yeah, hair? Yeah, it's the hair. It's the, the hair, hair guy. Yeah. But you also, um, you know, you you have it's period piece, big sweeping epic, and you know all this. It, this movie's going to lose yeah, so cost, much money. It costs yeah. millions and millions of dollars that is going to make next to nothing, oh, at least in this country. Like uh, you know, sometimes these movies do well overseas, but you know, coming up against Black <laughs> Panther and even early men. If you have kids, you're going to take them to younger kids. You're going to take them to see that. There's no one going to go see Samson. The only only way Samson's going to get uh, any ticket sales is if somebody goes to the multiplex and both Black Plant Panther and Early Man are sold out. Absolutely. Yeah, like, <laughs> like well, we got to see something. Multiple showings. Yeah, yeah. All right, we got to see something. I, I, we already uh, paid the sitter. We're not going home. <laughs> we got to see something. We don't know how to buy tickets in advance. Yes, and, <laughs> and the theater uh, doesn't have that. Well, maybe I'll recommend fifteen to seventeen over Samson. <laughs> 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 if you need to see something. <laughs> 
Yeah. I think you're right. I really, I really and think. And Fifty Shades is too naughty. I think yeah. the so. venture capitalist money that put into this, yeah. the studio went, we need a $50 million loss so that we don't have to pay taxes. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Having yeah. watched all the money in the world, and that's all he did. Was, that's why J. Paul yeah. Getty bought all the yeah. art, was so he didn't have to pay taxes. And we already wow. made King Arthur last year. So, <laughs> yes. so we need another one to fill that slot. Oh. And get me Jude Law. Get me. <laughs> <laughs> so, All right. Uh, so good luck in And we will do a Samson. Black Panther spoiler up. Yes. And a Samson spoiler up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I want to announce this. This is really exciting because he just confirmed today. Uh, we are actually going to have as a guest on the Black Panther spoiler app, Todd Perry, who uh, was one of the people who did the visual effects for it, the film. Oh, so awesome. we're going to have some nice. really cool stories. And in honor of Samson, we're going to cut Todd Perry's hair. During yes. The to take his power. Is he if he uh, loses his CG power? He won't have VFX power if we cut his hair, which we all know is true. Yeah. Um, all right. I think that's our episode. That is our episode in the fancy new studio. Oh, my God. Yes. There's a leather really couch here. I mean, this oh, is just, there's great. a bar yeah. with whiskey on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just fantastic. And, you know, it's, it's still being set up. That whiskey just came in, like, before the show. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron was testing it. Yes. Uh, Kenner Shaw, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh. First time guest. Where can people find yeah. you on the World Wide Web? Uh, Instagram is great, at Kinnershaw106. Shaw's S H A H. Twitter, at Shaw Kinner. So I hope to see you guys. This is a lot of fun. Thanks so much for having me. This is great. Oh, yeah. happy to have you. And uh, uh, we'll see you at the wine well, bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, follow Kinner, you guys, because a uh, very funny comic who's uh, working his way up and will be on the FNX Comedy Experience when that hits the air in March. That's right. And then I've just been told that FNX will be start to be on like digital platforms like Roku, Apple TV, and such like oh, that in great. May. Awesome. So nice. that's the goal is to get it yeah. digitally so you can watch it anywhere uh, but starting March, if you have FNX, if it if your local PBS carries it, you'll have to check your local PBS. Mm-hmm. That's when you can see the show. But uh, it's really cool. We shot it. It's beautiful. 5K cameras. We got six yeah. cameras rolling. It's it's. Uh, we awesome. make it look like a big fancy network fancy show. Fancy production. We make it look like a fancy <laughs> production. And if you DM me, I'll promise I'll look up the PBS station for you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that is the kind that of service. service. That's, That's right. such yeah. service. The white glove service you get. That's what you get. Um, well, thank you, Kenneth, for being on the show. Uh, thank you, everybody. ATC, Aaron, and everyone yeah, here. Yeah. This Aaron. studio is... Sorry you can't respond. So, it's so great. Um, hopefully, Aaron will get a microphone next week. Um Hopefully. Hopefully. I don't know if there's a microphone budget. Yeah. I don't know if they, that's where they, they got money for booze, but they yeah. don't have money for a fourth mic. It's all right. Wh- whiskey or uh, Aaron's mic? What's yeah, it gonna be? we're going to go. Get the good booze. Get the top shelf stuff. What, is, what does Aaron need to say? Um, I can almost guarantee Aaron's going to be like in a full Cardinals outfit. He's going to be wearing yeah. full St. Louis Cardinals regalia next week. Pitcher, yeah, pitchers and catches reported. Oh, spring training, kids, get Back. ready. Uh, all right, guys, and please go to the YouTube um, to cool see all this cool stuff in the studio. And 1080p. 1080p 1080p on the YouTube. Whoa. Better cameras in this. So everything's getting better. And Progressive scan, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, high def comedy film nerds <laughs> with whiskey and couches. Nice. Uh, so that's our show. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, 
Han shot first. <laughs>